Hello and Merry Christmas, everyone. Jingle, 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 flingle, dingle. Bells and that. <laughs> does it feel Christmassy, Sean? It does, yeah. I've only got three more days at work and then I am off for 11 days. Lucky you. Anyway, hello, everyone. This is the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, a.k.a. Vertvig. And I am Sean. I would risk it for a biscuit. Holly. Oh, hello. He's got a, he's got a middle name now. Wow. Well done. <laughs> cool. Nice one. It is the, the festive seasons are upon us. But I mean, it's not snowing. I don't think Santa's gonna be coming down my chimney anytime soon. I've not been a good boy all year, so I don't know. Been bad boy. I'm just gonna get a lump of coal, I think, or something like that. Is that what? Is that how it goes? I don't know. Can't remember. Any road up? <laughs> what have you been oh, up to, dear. Chopper? I've been up to. I've not put anything Evil on here, have I? Evil. I've been. What have I been doing? What, what have you been messing around with? For a start? I've gone down, the, gone down a rabbit hole with this music production thing. <laughs> Listen, uh, chasing rabbits does no one any good. Are you turning into a fox or something? I'm looking at like mixing techniques and EQing and and gain staging and sounds compression. like to me. And I've gone, yeah, gone far too far into it without making any music. And how, I was going to say, how many tunes have you mm, made? Zero. I've made one. And wow. It's put, I, I, I set myself a goal to do one, and it is poor. It is poor. It's very badly mixed. And wife says, it was definitely your, your kind of tune, but I remember no, it's, it's not years good. Ago, it's not right? good. I'm the kind of, I don't know, is, is it pedantic? I'm a kind of idiot, right? Where... Every month we come on the podcast, right, for the last six months. Have you made that tune to me yet, Sean? No. Have you made any tunes yet? No. Have you done this? No. And what I normally do to things like this is I'll go and I'll go and pick up something like music on the PlayStation. You know that thing years ago you could like make your own tunes on it? Yeah. And I would go and make a tune and just go, I've made this in five minutes. Why can't you do it? I actually did that with someone once. Uh they were making an arcade cabinet, right, from scratch. And um by the time they'd got, I think, the control panel made, I'd made a whole cab. I just, oh, just wow. made a whole cab. And they were, they were faffing about with every little minutiae of this thing and, and messing and changing. I was like, I've made a whole cab. I was playing it. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah, anyway, that's me, that is. I've learned a lot more about how the software works. So. What, all I want to know, all I yeah. care about, is when you do yeah. make a tune, you're using arcade samples in it, because I love stuff like that. Even, like, dance music. If it's got bits of arcade stuff in there, I quite like it. I don't think it will. You need to do that, Sean. And if you don't, I'm going to put you in a headlock and make you do it. I'm going to give you a woody on your head. Uh, that a wedgie? No, that, that, that's a woody was that. where you rub your knuckles on someone's noggin. Oh, a wedgie oh. is where you... Do- your pants pull your pants up in it yeah pant, pants up the old crevice Oof. christmas Oof. christmas crevice oh oh no Oof. oh no 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 well, i'll tell you what i've been doing what have you been doing i might have said this last time i'm taking up a bit of running again because i can't go crab maga because of me poorly shoulder do you know what running Which, is unpleasant you, unless yeah, you're I chasing can't. something to eat it or running for a bus there's no need for running it's quite, it's quite enjoyable. No, it's, it's not. Enjoyable. Only once a week. And then I, I do me kind of exercises twice a week. But yeah, I'm missing Krav Maga, but I've been to the physio again. Crab magic or crap Margaret, depending yes. on how you look at it. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to... It's not a, a quick repair of the shoulder. I, I think. know, it's I've got, got it a, really bad. And it's hurting it's, the back of my shoulder blade now as well. When I'm, when I'm driving, 
or using a mouse at work. So I use the CAD software at work quite a lot. It's just, it aches all the time. Mm. All the time. I went, I, I said I went to the doctor. I phoned the doctor a few weeks ago and they said, come to the, the surgery. We'll give you some painkillers, some stronger ones than normal. They, they made me fill out a form that I had to send to the local physiotherapist. And I've hand, I sent that to them and I'm waiting like three weeks. I phoned them today and said, you know, we're waiting for a blood test. Oh, we'll just check that for you. And their blood tests are absolutely fine. Nothing wrong there. I was like, oh, great. So it's still nothing there. And then I said, well, I'm waiting for this physiotherapist. Do I not need a recommendation first? Does the doctor need to see me and tell me what's wrong? And then, oh no, you go to the physiotherapist. They'll find out what's wrong with you and treat you. I said, how long does that normally take? Six to eight weeks. Wow. I'm going to be in pain for six to eight weeks now. I'll have to go back for more painkillers, I think. Any road, we are yeah, old, I've, Sean. We are, we are gone, dying uh, slowly. We are I've, falling yeah, to bits. I've gone private, so it's just, just a... Oh, you posh get. Someone recommended to me, and she's... It's very, very painful. She, like, finds it... It's not like a normal massage, like I used to remember... Yeah, it's like a squeeze, and then she she says, "Right, I found these two muscles in your shoulder." But we'll, we'll get onto some games in a bit, kids. And then she pushes her thumb right into my armpit. She says, "Sorry, love, this is going to hurt," and then squeezes. It's absolute Do you know agony. That that so called physiotherapist, she's actually employed by me <laughs> <laughs> to make you sore. <laughs> <laughs> but it, road. it is it is slowly working but very slowly so i don't think i'll be back at crab anytime soon anyway kids let's move on to yes some i'll tell you what stuff. let's go on to arcade stuff i'm in my room now where i record the podcast it's got all my games monitors consoles computers all that sort of stuff the fun stuff and it's a mess at the moment there's cabs there was a cab there and there's a cab there out of place the one cab I had that wasn't really made into anything, I was going to do a Donkey Kong with it, one of the little Isis Cabaret cab. I was going to do a Donkey Kong with it. Changed my mind. Hmm. And because I like Berserk so much, and I've got an FPGA, I think it's called a BZ FPGA board. Yeah, yeah. The, the really good one that's got Berserk, Fast Bullets, Slow Bullets, and Frenzy on it. I need to put it in a cab. So I thought, oh, I use that ISIS, but the monitor on it's not very good. It needs something doing to it because it's it's quite a new monitor in it. It's a Wells Gardner monitor. It's quite a good monitor, but it doesn't quite dial out to the sides of the screen. And when it gets to the sides of the screen, it sort of like folds over on itself. I think it's a common problem with those monitors. It's either a cap needs replacing or one of the adjustable pots on it. I think needs is not working quite right because you do some adjustments, it doesn't move very much. So have I need to tried, work on that. Have you tried a raspberry compote on your Jamaloom? Ah, that's might be where I'm going wrong. It is a Jamaloom in there. Just smear it along the edge connector. Yeah, and then put just... It it'd be fine, it it'd be fine. So <laughs> what I've decided cap. to do right is, and this is not really against everything I say about monitors, I'm putting a computer monitor in there. All right. But it's a Dell 17-inch CRT that I had spare. I've had it for years. It's a really good monitor. It's a really nice Adele? picture. A Dell one. No, not her. That, not the uh, warbling woman who she'll kicks never her shoes a, off on stage. She'll never fit in a monitor, and unless it's massive. Well, I should just have her in there describe singing berserk to me. That'd be quite good. <laughs> no, thanks. So I've, I've got to redesign the cab inside because it, it's a much bigger monitor than normal because they're normally 14 inch in it, but 17 inch isn't too big 
where it's going to look out of place. So what I've done, I took a hammer to it. I took a hammer to the cab. Can't touch this. And the inside wooden bezel, which is where the, the screen bolts to, is actually pegged inside and glued. So I just smacked it with a hammer carefully and broke it all out. So I'm going to make a new screen bezel for it, uh, a new shelf for it to actually sit on, and I, I need to actually bolt the monitor in there so the monitor can't move, and then make a new bezel for it. I also need to make a new um, control panel with different, slightly different controls in there. I'm thinking about putting two buttons on it as well, because Berserk, Berserk only has one button per uh, either side for um, left and right under players. But I'm thinking about putting an extra button in there because I can use it for a 19 in one because it's a horizontal game. I can use a 19 in one board in there as well, just mm. a quick jammer change, and have lots of different games in there. I'm going to play Ghosts and Goblins and um, Sky Kid and stuff because they're all two button games. And I think the version of Nemesis on there is a two button version as well. So I'm thinking about doing that. That'd be a real nice cab to play because I play Berserk quite a lot and I, I love it. It's a childhood game I've always liked. So yeah, mm. I need to do that soon. But the one day in the weekend I had a chance to do it, I got waylaid with some other stuff and the weather's been to- totally terrible because I need to, I've got the wood ready. I've got it all marked up what to cut, but I need to get in my shed, pull out the, the table saw, which is underneath the CNC machine, actually bring it outside to cut the wood because it's been raining so badly lately. I had no chance to do it. So I probably won't get a chance now until the weekend, which is when I'm off. Hopefully I'll get it then. Because it won't actually take long to fit the cab up and make it and get it working. And then I can start doing some artwork on it, make a bezel for it, um, get Ollie Arcade Art to make a, a, a berserk screen bezel, a berserk marquee, a berserk control panel. I want it all done like that. It's going to look really cool on there. And I've already got some, I think... Red tea molding look nice on that, I think. You know, Ollie is a, is a is a demon with a sharpies. He is on on the on the side art. Yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. We'll put a link for arcade art in the um, in the show notes in case anyone needs any artwork doing for all sorts of stuff. Mm. I've also been God this ongoing thing with my scope tracks. A scope tracks is a redesigned Vectrex board. Very small, uses modern parts and original parts as well. And it works with a XY oscilloscope, if you've got one. But what I'm doing with mine is I've got a interface that was made, which allows it to work on a arcade cabinet, a vector arcade cabinet. In my case, a Asteroids Cabaret. So I got mine back because it was never working quite right. I got someone to repair it because it's some of the problem with the controls. And I stupidly put the wrong voltage into it. And I think I've broken something else on it. If you plug <clears> a, if you plug a pair of headphones into the sound port on it, you can hear it playing. You can hear the Mindstorm game playing. So it kind of works, but it doesn't output any video. So. On the actual monitor, there's a thing on the monitor, a chassis, a, a red LED, and they call it the spot killer. And what it does, it turns the screen off so it doesn't ruin the screen when it's something's not displaying properly. And I can't get it to flipping work. And I've borrowed someone else's scope tracks, who's kindly lent it to me to try and troubleshoot my one. And it works in my cab really well. So there's obviously something wrong with my scope tracks and not the interface. And I'll be damned if I can fix it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to a point where I get so annoyed with it, I'm just going to throw the scope tracks in the bin. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I've gone that far down the road with it. I'm just going to like sod this. I'm throwing it away. 
I'd just leave it and never use it. But I always wanted to play Vectrex on a horizontal screen because it actually, it actually turns the picture around as well. So you can play horizontal on it. And there's so many games on the Vec Fever arcade games you can play on that. All I need to do is make a new control panel for it. But the thing is annoying me so badly now. I'm just going to get to the point where I'm just going to throw it in the bin or stomp on it, I think. <laughs> it's, it's gone It's gone that far. I mean, it, it cost a bit to make it. It took a lot of time making it. But I've had it ye- literally years now and not been able to use it. Mm. It's really bugging me. And even the one I've borrowed, there's still no sound on it for some reason. I don't know why. But the games do play on there. Ooh, it annoys me. Simpsons, oh. it's, it's better just to take a step back and And stand on it. it. And leave it, yeah. Leave it. I have been to Arcade Club. I went early because oh, really? yeah, cool. I wanted to see a few of the staff that leave at five. Mm-hmm. And I went last fr- uh, last Saturday and, oh, my word, it was busy. Because yeah. it's, win- it's, win- it's always busy. I couldn't even park. There's like... Oh, wow. There's, there's, there's like a big car park there. There's the normal car park inside the, the actual grounds of the arcade. Mm. There's one on the side, which is 30 spaces. There's another one, which is 150 spaces. Oh, wow. And that was... That was all full, wow. all rammed. I had to park down a side street. Oh my lord! It's so busy during the day, full of full of children. If it, so, that's why we go at night because it's a lot quieter. Yeah. But I did play. What was I playing? Some shoot 'em ups and stuff. A little of bit of shoot. A little bit. I love that shoot 'em up room. It's the a shoot room. The room. The great little great little room. And I played a few pimples. Then my shoulder was killing me. So that was a stupid idea. Yeah. And I come home. Did you see? I only saw, I think it was on Facebook or something today. Andy was on about, they've got a new requisition in there. They've, they've found a, an original Nichibitsu crazy climber. I don't think really? I've played it on the proper cab because it's a two joystick up and down, isn't it? Like Battlezone. Mm. And you yeah. use him to move his limbs up and down to climb. But I've never actually played the game properly. I think if you played on a proper cab, it might be quite fun to play. We've never done oh, it on I here because it is a weird control system, isn't it? You'd have to play it with like a, an Xbox controller or something, wouldn't you, I'd imagine? Yeah. I, even I haven't got a twin. Oh, I, I have actually got a twin stick cab. The horizontal white pony, one of the ones I'm selling, has got a, a twin stick set up on it. So I could do it. But the thing is, the listeners can't really do it, can they? It's a bit difficult for them to play with mm. odd controls. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. I also uh, am looking forward to when on the in the winter holidays off work. I'm going to get in here when I'm not busy with doing stuff for the wife and play some obscure games and find some games for the last few episodes of me being on the podcast. I want to get some good ones in, but I want to get some odd ones that no one's played before. Perhaps mm. we've got quite a good one for next month already. And I'm thinking about some other ones. One of the games we've not played, I don't think, is Xevious. No, we haven't. It's a pretty common one, isn't it? We've never played Mm. it on the podcast. I know it's a simple shooter, but it's quite a fun game. And I've never really played it long enough to get any any decent way through it. I've got to like the first boss. I think I've killed that maybe twice. I'm sure there's just a a, a routine to doing it and I can't really get into it. But we might have to do that one for one of them as well, I think. I think that's the game that introduced, you know, the bombs, the ground bombs and the, the yeah. surface bullet. Yeah, I think that that game started off a craze of them kind of double. Yeah, because it's about 82, isn't it, Xevious? Yeah, like yeah two-button two shooters. Yeah, yeah. yeah which I do like. A, I like a lot of those ones. Might be worth a try, that, love. Also, 
more yes. arcade stuff. I, you know, I got a, a Raspberry Pi five recently, the latest Raspberry Pi. Yeah, I put um, the Raspberry Pi OS, the standard OS, on it, and I got the latest version of Main Running on there. Latest? Yeah, I think I think it's the latest because I, I followed a guide, and it uses that thing I said about called is it Snap on Linux? Yeah, you install, like a, a, you install a thing called yeah. Snap, and it installs a version of MAME. It is a newish version. I don't know if it's the brand new up-to-date version, but it just goes and gets it for you and puts it on. So I presume it's quite a new It's a much newer version than on my Raspberry Pi uh, 3s in my cabs, my little jammer setups. Much newer than that. So I only put a few ROMs on there because I haven't really had time to mess with it. I just put them on there, and that was it. So it's, it's basically like... A computer setup with Raspberry OS, like a, a Windows or a Mac setup, and then you just mm. click on it and it plays the game. Um, I only put a few ROMs on there, uh, but I did notice one of the ROMs I use for trying stuff out is Pac-Mania. Because unless you've yeah. got a good graphics card or a good version of MAME or whatever, it's always jerky on Pac-Mania. Always mm. jerky. And it doesn't really jerk on the Raspberry Pi 5, but it it, it does run slow slower than normal. So I used to have a Pac-Mania cab years ago, so I know exactly how the game should be played. And it seems to be playing a little slow, but all my games like 1942 and stuff like that is absolutely fine. So I'm not really sure what graphics um, card, in inverted commas, a Raspberry Pi 5 uses, because it's all in board. It's all on board, isn't it? Because mm. I thought the Raspberry Pi 5 graphics were quite, and the, four, the Pi 4 and 5 are quite, Enhanced because you can you can output to two monitors on there. There's two uh, micro HDMI ports on there. Yeah, but it doesn't seem unless it's just a driver it needs or something. I don't know. I've no idea. I've got a Pi 400, which is the actual keyboard. That's Pi, that's Pi 4 technology, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, with a, a keyboard a bit, with a keyboard. Yeah, and I've actually got a Pi 4 as well, which I just use for retro games. Really, just yeah, and, and well, emulated then stuff. Yeah. Yeah, then only it to 16-bit, but I always try and check our featured game runs on the Raspberry Pi because the, yeah. the, the 4 has got the older versions of MAME. Right. Like some of them are, like, really old, and there's, the, like, yeah. 2003. But if it runs on that, you know it's going to run on anything. Yeah, because my Pi Jammer thingies, which is a little board with a JPAC, the Raspberry Pi, so an audio um, amp on there that goes straight into Jammer, they on mine. I've got horizontal and vertical ones. They're both Pi threes, three Bs, which is sort of quite an old version now. And mm. those versions of Mame on there are dead old. It's like a 2016 version or something, isn't it? It's really old. Yeah, it's even older than that. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, wow. Mm, some of them are. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be nice to have a um, an up to date version of that. And I did get an email from one of our listeners who's, who knows a bit about Linux, and hopefully they can help out with that, which would be quite cool. Because you've got to use, I always like to use a track mode, which is my favourite back end for, front end, sorry, for it, which is very, very simple. On my multi-cabs that I've got these sort of emulated versions on, I like the the menu system to look like it comes from 1983. Like you'd see a multi-game back in 1983. I don't want any flashy graphics, animations, I just want text, maybe a picture of the game, and that's it. That's all I want to happen. Yeah, I've, got a, track, I've got a track mode, and that's what mine is. Yeah, simple. simple but music. also... I've put MP4s in it, so about a thousand MP4s. So they they actually play as well when you get a certain game. All oh, right, so you see a video of the game playing. Mm. Yeah, that's not too bad, but it's beyond what I need. I also, I call this a downgrade. 
The Windows PC I've got behind me, which I use now and again for bits and bobs and also CAD works, I can't really do it on the Mac. I downgrade it to from Windows 7 to Windows 10. I hate Windows 10. It's horrible. We <laughs> use it at work. But this yeah, is, is called Windows 10 Tiny. It's a super cut-down, no-nonsense build of Windows. It's got all the advertising removed, all the apps you don't need removed, everything. And the only reason I did this is because Steam is now not going to be supporting Windows 7 in the new year. So I won't be able to play Annalyn, Donut Dodo, Murtop, and all those kind of Steam games I like playing on there. But until I get a Linux setup in a cab with both those ga- with those three games on, I'll just use Windows PC from now on. I don't use it that often anyway. Have you got an Evercade? I haven't, no. The, there's a new release coming out called Indie Heroes 3, and they're like, round up, round up all the indie games. Yeah. And don't, Donut Dodo's on that. Cool. Absolutely cool. On the Evercade. Yeah, because you, you can run those games on Linux, but it's a bit of messing to get them to work, and I don't have to mm. use Linux that well, so I'm not sure about that. Yeah, because we, we saw it on that um, on that sort of modern cab in Chicago, didn't we? Yeah, was that Prince Arcade? Prince Arcade, yeah. It was, it's a quite yeah. modern cab with an LCD, but it was really nicely done. It was quite a nice-looking cab, and it had a bunch of like indie, arcade-style, modern-ish games on there, mm. and that was one of them. They played really well on there. So that's sort of the bits I've been doing. What games have you been playing lately, Sean? Well, you just told us a few you played in Arcade Club recently. Yeah, that's it. I've tried a few virtual pinballs, but yeah, they're, they're not the same. Not no. a lot, really. It's, been, it's only been three weeks since we recorded, haven't we? It has, we're yeah. Getting, so we're a bit sort of uh, in limbo we're there. showing before Christmas. Yeah. So not, I've, been playing, I've been playing a bit of uh, Berserk again, because I was sort of messing with that cab and... Because on on that particular board, I've got the older version of Berserk FPGA, and it hasn't got a VGA port on it. The new versions have got a VGA port. You just plug a VGA straight into it, change the jumper over, and off you go. So what I had to do is, on the Jammer Edge connector, I had to modify it slightly. I had to put some resistors on the red, green, blue lines and change the the, the dip switch, uh, sorry, the, the jumper on the board to output to VGA. And I got it working perfectly and it actually mm. yeah she powers the board from the jam edge connector and all that stuff as well so it works really nicely and it looks really good on that monitor really good so oh, a game like good. berserk deserves, deserves a good monitor and also on the fpga board there is an option for vga monitors only to display scan lines so it looks even more authentic it looks really yeah. good. It looks really good. Oh, excellent. So I like that sort of stuff. If you're going to if you're going to do sort of slightly more modern screens Make them look old if you're going to do arcade games and make them look old. Put a mm. smoke bezel on there, put some curved edges on it, get some scan lines. Looks good. You can get scan line generators as well if I needed to do that. I'm trying to think what I was playing in arcade. Gunbird. 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 I hate that game. Viper Phase 1. That's Escal- pretty good. Escaluda. Yep. Bullets uh, everywhere. Yeah, I love that. There's a row in arcade. Floor 2, turn left. Go down, it's a candy cab row. Mm. Fighters on the right, shooters on the left. I prefer the left. Have they got... What's that uh, cave game I quite like? Dodonpachi. No. Or Gwanga. Gwanga. Have they got Gwanga there? No. It's an odd game, Gwanga, because we we wanted to do it on the podcast years ago, didn't we? But Mm. there isn't really a scoring system on it. It's got a really odd scoring system. 
So I'm not sure how we would sort of um, do for the listeners for the for the challenge. Hmm. Yeah, it's a shame that. Uh, one game I've been playing, which is not, it is an arcade game, but not on an arcade machine, is Protector on the Vectrex. Have you ever played that? It's a Defender thing, it's isn't it? A, it's a port of Defender, which plays ver- uh, horizontal, horizontally, vertically on the, on the Vectrex in black and white, obviously vectors. It's amazing. It's amazing what this, I can't remember the name of the guy who did it. I think it was John Donzilla and he did it years ago and it's, it's amazing. If that had mm. come out when the Vectrex was current, he would have made a fortune out of that game. Mm. Same as some of the other games that people have made on the Vectrex since. If they'd come out at the time, they'd have been top programmers. It's just amazing. So clever. But that game, it actually uses the same controls as the arcades. You've got the stick only goes up and down. And the four buttons are thrust, fire, reverse, and hyperspace. So it needs a dedicated controller. If mm. only I knew someone who made controllers, Sean. I don't know. Mm. Ask on UK back. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Anyone's on there. Yeah, so hopefully yeah. over the festive period, I will have some time to play some uh, arcade games. I'm going to search through MAME from like 1980 to like 1984, which is sort of my favourite period. It's a golden era for me. And find some odd ones to do on the podcast. Mm. Odd goodens. I've been looking through as well, yeah. Yeah. Arcade news? None of it. I haven't there seen is, any arcade news lately, have you? There is some new stuff that's been released, but not a lot happens around Christmas, does there? Um, um, does there? Does there? <laughs> not a lot of stuff happens around here, does there? You suddenly come from the West Country or something. <laughs> does there, isn't it? There's two websites to check. Indie Retro News for the retro stuff. The, the homebrew on there, like Commodore 64 and all that, like, that's brilliant. And Arcade Heroes for the new stuff, which is, you know, like... And I've not, I've been, kind of kept my eye on indie retro news because it comes up in my Twitter feed, but nothing that really strikes me as being great. So the arcade, and uh, no, no arcade either. So no arcade news there, kids. Yeah, there's been no, there's no arcade sort of homebrew been surfacing lately. No. Yeah, it's a bit quiet, isn't it? Mm. All quiet on the arcade front. What are them roundy tumble storm things? What are they called? Tumble storms. Let's go another podcast. Uh, <laughs> tumbleweed. 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 The tumbleweed went past because there's no arcade news. Mm, exactly. Everything's happening. Everyone's battening down the hatches for a nice Christmas. I, I love like. Christmas. Oh, this is from Mr. Tronads. Hello. He sent a picture of Bakehouse. Dipped double chocolate chunk cookies, the home of Irish biscuits. And they, they, they are lovely. And there's a little bit of audio that I, <laughs> I got wife. We both had one and I, and I got wife to have a taste as well. So if you'll put that little bit of audio in. Let's, put it, let's have a listen to that. It's the Bakehouse Chunky Milk Choc Chunk Cookies, the home of Irish biscuits. I've just had one. I really like one. Wife's just had one with a cup of coffee. What do you think, wife? It were really nice. <laughs> it were really nice. Thank you for that. Thanks for it's going to be I like it. Bye. Guest reviewers on now. Goodness sake. Mm. How much you pay her for that? It's just... Um, Biscuits. You know, She'll she do the washing up instead of me. Mm. Mm. I haven't really bought anything lately, either of you. No. All I've bought is the love of my family. I went to see my family. Did I tell you? No. That's where I went as well. Did they have Georgia? arcade machines? No, Georgina's 10. Then. Georgina's 10. Mm. 
I went I went to her tenth birthday party, mm. which was Did she have any arcade games at her tenth birthday party? Yeah, she had loads. Irrelevant. And, <laughs> and it was great. Tell Georgina she's irrelevant. No, don't tell her that. She's ten. Yeah. That it was really, really good fun, but wow. Eleven ten year old kids, God, screaming oh, around God, in no like, thanks. Like a, a modern day version of a wacky warehouse called Flip Out. I think there's some Oh, I've heard there. of that. Is it trampolining? It's trampolining and sort of climbing and bouncy castles and kids hitting each other and bumping into each other. Was you just looking at them, just shaking your head? And then no. you, get, you get you get a little little room at half time, whatever it is, half time, and you can go. They can go and have a snack and then race back out. Yeah, very good. So I saw. Uh, yeah, I went down to see all my friends. That's that's the thing I did. Okay. Yeah. There Marvelous. you go. No more. No, no arcade games to be seen. I'm very sorry, kids. This is a terrible podcast, isn't it? It's getting that way, isn't it? It's rubbish. <laughs> In talking of rubbish, we've hardly had any feedback. No. Maybe it's because of the first... I don't know. It's just... I think it's just us, Sean. Mm. People are just telling us with their feet. They're not walking. They're just not listening. They're walking. Mm. It's probably because this terrible game that you chose for this month I didn't, as well. I didn't choose it. You do realise that I edit this. <laughs> so I can just edit you out. Yeah, Sean is very sorry about this month's game. We'll get onto that later on, and you can give him a good beating when you see him next. But we've got a little bit of feedback. Someone called Watch Them All Fall Down. And they say, only recently discovered the podcast. Thanks to all involved, you and me, Sean. Enjoyed each and every one. Long may they continue. Well, don't like that. <laughs> uh, Andrew Hannay's been on. I'm with Victor. Sean needs to make a track featuring loads of arcade sounds. Could be an Aphex Twin kind of hit. Yeah. I watched an actual YouTube video with all the little arcade bits he's put in his tracks, and you don't realise there's a lot. Oh, really? What, in yeah. Aphex Twin? In Aphex Twin. Really? Tuned. Yeah, there is, Because the one yeah. I always remember is... Um, Older come, one. Is it Come to Daddy? Mm. The really quite creepy one. Yeah. I don't think there's any arcade too. games. There's some CRTs in it at the start, but it's very creepy. Very creepy. He's, he's a creepy guy. Yeah, because the videos are, are... Oh, God, I can't remember who directed the videos now but they're a really good director and they did some stuff for Bjork as well I think and Foo Fighters Bjork I think so any road up uh, Paul Ham X is at it again he's an Amadar I can't remember if we we're going to look at one of his other games he's done in between this and the last one he's done he seems to be doing them every month now he's doing them quicker than we can do the podcast for goodness sake it looks a really faithful representation of Ahmed Amadar with a really nice title screen and funkier music than the actual original arcade game. The guy's a machine. He really it's amazing, is. Isn't it? it's, it's really good. A- I'll tell you what then, Paul, Ham, X, if you're listening, and I hope you are, because we think you're fantastic. I know you're very good at this, arc, uh, the Pico 8 programming, because it's an environment, and obviously you're very used to it. Can you make an arcade game? Mm. like with your own ideas and make it work on obviously an emulator nowadays if you can't get hold of any arcade hardware make it on say do you think you could use an environment like scramble hardware z80 based i wonder if someone's done that like an emulator of z80 hardware you must be able to do that surely that would be really cool to have a new old arcade game because i do i do know of I won't say who it is or what game it is, because you'll get excited. 
But <laughs> someone I know, if they had time, and they don't because they're a very busy bunny, have got an idea how to redo some or add some levels to a game we both love. I'm like, oh, I'd love that. But they just haven't got time. No one's got time to do anything. Mm. The time is the biggest thing against us in, in, in all these hobbies and pastimes. But yeah, they, they would like to do a level, maybe change it. You know, sometimes at the end of a review, we sort of say, oh, we'll make the game better. And if people can actually get into a game and change it, that'd be fantastic. Just give, breathe new life into some of these old games. It'd be really cool. It must be very hard to do. It's, it, you must use assembly language and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, that's why there must be some sort of programming environment, I presume, to make your life easy. Use the tools yeah. and stuff, I suppose. I'm not yeah, a programmer, cool. as you can tell. Mm. But yeah, like, like an extra, some extra bits in Berserk, maybe, or some extra levels. Well, someone did do extra levels in Scramble. Have you played Scramble? I think they call it Scramble remix on the bit kit have you ever played that no they've added extra bits on the scramble and it's rock hard some of it's really difficult on there but it's, it's quite good how they've added different bits to it it's good that's like super cobra is like a rock hard sequel isn't it yeah super cobra is different because it's very it's the level's got different but this is basically scramble but just with some extra bits in it next time Ooh. you come and see me i'll show you i'll show you on the bit kit it's it's it's, it's weird it's hard work weird Arcade Master Quiz. Okay. You got me a quiz. Oh, I love a quiz. It's on 1982 as well. Bring it. I was nine years old in 1982, and I was well into arcade games by that point. I was 12. I was 12 years old, You were me. 48. 48. I'm looking well. Right, this is all from 1982. Yes, as please. said, there's just 10 questions and then two bonus questions at the end. Just 10. You should get all of these right. I'm hoping for 100% because they're not that difficult. Okay. Hit me. Okay. Number one. Why are you farting through a tube? <laughs> I think that's an old time. I'm, I'm so glad the listeners can't see that. I'll be scarred that. for life now. I don't know what that was. Number one, Anteater was developed by who? Ooh, Chris Oberth. No, it's the you want name the, of, That's the programmer's name. Do you want the actual yeah. company? Yeah. It's a weird one. It's like a one-off thing, I would <sighs> say. Yeah. Um, oh, it was before... It's before they became... Oh, no. Oh, Sean... Yeah, do, I get get that a, one. do I get a bonus point for saying Chris Oberth? Yeah, if you want. You get Because he did Rescue as well. And yeah, um, some other Scramble Hardware stuff. Oh. Go on, who is it? Tago. T-A-G-O. Yeah. Tago Electronics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was Chris Oberth. Oh, number two. The full name of the Buck Rogers Tunnel Shooter, ge- shooter Game. Oh, Buck Rogers... Ah, oh, something to do with time, isn't it? Is it edge of, the edge of time? No, I thought you'd get this. Uh, it's nothing to do with the 21st century, is it? No. Go on, what is it then? Planet of Zoom. Ugh, it's a but, rubbish game. But Rogers and the Planet of Zoom. Oh, my God. Planet come of Zoom, more like. Come on, Mr. Marlin. Pull yourself together. I'm pulling. <laughs> Number three. What type of display does Zector use? Oh, it's a colour vector. Yeah. I didn't know that, you know. Oh, I do. So I've ne- I've you can actually it. play it on the Vec Fever on the Vectrex 
obviously it's black and white on the vector. So I knew it was a color vector. I've never heard of it. Mm. In what game, this is number four, in what game do you fly over a heavily armoured blue floating fortress? Oh, is it Twin Tiger? No, I'll give you a clue. It's isometric. Oh, Zaxxon. Zaxxon, yes. Zaxxon. Zaxxon, Zaxxoff. Yes. This is, uh, you might not get this one. Number five, how many platforms can Popeye himself use on his first level? How many platforms can he actually get on? Three. Four. Oh, the bottom one as well. Yeah. Oh, that's not a platform. That's a ground. <laughs> I'll get you on a technicality there, son. I'll give you half of that. Oh, give me three quarters. Oh, I can't do that. Right. What? Question number six. What type of game is locomotion? Loco dash motion. It's a tile moving puzzle game. Yes. With? Tiles. And, and what, what's the main protagonist? Oh, you've got to make a train track to get the train. Trains. Yeah, to get trains. <laughs> to get a train uh, to the destination, I think. Yeah. What did you shout like that for? Trains. I don't know. I'm quite excited about trains. Number seven. What game has you as a little has a little man making his way through a pyramid of brown mazes? Top. Oh, that is called. Oh, no, I've got it on the scramble hard. It's a twin-stick shooter. It is. Oh, I hate you. Oh, goodness. I, I, I had that machine on the other day. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> I can't believe you've given me that question. Oh, it's a Lost it Tomb. Yes, you got it. You oh, got my it. God, my brain. It hurts. It hurts, Sean. Well done, well done. Question eight. What is unusual about the Konami dedicated upright version of Gyrus, the actual cab? What is unusual about that cab? This is quite subjective, really. It's stereo, for a start. Mm. It's got stereo music. The actual design of the cab. It's very upright. It's the same Mm. cab as they use for track and field. Mm. Uh, It's got... I'm trying to think of anything that's outstanding on it. It's got a um, a Monroe joystick, which is different yeah. to normal. Uh, there's nothing outstanding about it otherwise. I'll give you half point for the Monroe give joystick. Give me five points. Give you, I've got half, one, one, half, half, one. <laughs> the... the CRT is actually, well, the actual casing for the CRT comes out over the control panel. The controls are actually underneath, very slightly underneath the display. Oh, right, it, yeah. It's, it's weird. And I, I looked at track and field because it's a similar type of, type of cab, but that's not like that because I was, I was at Arcade Club and that's where I got a question from mm. because it looks like you're almost putting your hands under the CRT yeah. to play it. I, I really don't like. Design. I like the game, but I really don't like that cabinet. It's a horrible cabinet. It's too in your face. As you say, your your hands are underneath, and the screen's mm. very close to your face. Yeah, don't in like your it. face. Don't in like your it. face. In your face, son. Number nine. This may or may not be a trick question. What oh, CPU? <laughs> what CPU does Bagman use? Bagman. Mm. The original Bagman. I would say, I'm going to guess in a 6809. No, a Z80. Uh, good old yeah. Z80. Right, this is a question from Charlie Farr. Oh, yeah. Good old Charlie. Hello, Charlie Farr, if you're still listening. 
how many this is this is a, this is a difficult one because we're just we're just walking past a millipede cabin we saw the side out right yeah how many legs or parts thereof yes are, are visible on the side of atari's millipede upright on the side art well, that's easy one million no as in millipede no 27 I'll, I'll give you in between uh plus or minus five 27 no 34 you actually stood there and counted yeah and i got a picture and, and you 30, are thir- weird 35 if you count a tiny tiny little bit of, of a a little yellow dot going off the side of the side art. i think i was close with one million i think you'll find Okay. And I'm going to edit in, yes, you saying yes, that's correct. <laughs> right. That was, the, that was the 10 question. This is for three bonus points, Ooh, kids. Give me, give me the bonus points now. Millipede Ugh. is also available as a conversion kit for three other Atari games. Can you name the three other Atari games that you can put in a Millipede? Uh, centipede, obviously. Hang on, no. Millipede goes into... Is a conversion kit for these games. That's it. This is weird, actually. Centipede. No. No. I mean, no. no. I can show you the flyer. That it's weird, but it's true. It's Atari games. Yeah, I would have said centipede, obviously, because it's got no. trackball and everything. In fact, a millipede board plugs straight into that machine, and you can play it straight you know, into it. I've got a dig dug. Oh, they must have given you an extra panel then and all sorts with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and a kangaroo, I'd have thought. Yeah, and so they're, more. Sim- they're the same cabs. Yeah. So kangaroo, dig dug, and like, Arabian? Yeah. Yeah, because they were similar. They were exactly the same style cabinets and cabaret versions of them as well. So that must be a different control panel. So you got two there. And one more bonus point. Who made Kangaroo and Arabian? What what Sun Electronics? Yes, they're such good games as well. Don't you ever say anything against Kangaroo? I don't know about Kangaroo, mate. Yes. It's not. It's not the best. Fantastic game. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven and a half, four, okay. five. Yes, hang on, three, three, four, five, six, seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a half. Let's play seven. count with Sean. <laughs> right, well done. Excellent. And here is a word from our sponsor. Something's coming up the plumbing for Luigi's in a bind. Giant turtles out to get him. Creepy crabs are right behind. Spider flies, cheaper shites, they're all coming out the pipes. Mario, where are you? It's Atari Mario Brothers with Mario from Donkey Kong, his brother Luigi, and lots of crazy creatures. And it's twice the fun when two play at once, because you need all the help you can get. Mario, where are you? Mario Brothers, new from Atari. Feature game review. What is it, Sean? No, no, before you say what you think it is, tell the listeners what it actually is. Yeah, this is Fixed Pick. How dare you? I did not pick this game. I did did not know... Just nope, go back. Nope, just nope, go back nope, to podcast one nine three kids. Nope, no, don't do that. One nine three blueprint from Xilek Electronics and released by Bally Midway. Uh, Jalico got the license in Japan. Why would the Japanese want to play it? I don't know. Mm. The flight. The flyer is different as well. Uh huh. 
It is programmed. This is this is what Charlie Farr reminded me of. It was programmed by Ashby Computers and Graphics. ACG. You know yeah. Yeah, they were, they were, and people who are into the 8-bit world will know this, Chris and Tim Stamper, who were ultimate play of the game after Ash, uh, ACG, and then went on to Rare, obviously. Um, so Bally in uh, America released this. I don't think we got it over here. I never saw one over here. And obviously yeah. licensed Jalico for the Japanese audience. Uh, the joystick on it, four or eight way. I don't know if it matters that much. You can move around diagonally if you want. Really? Mame, Mame said eight way. Yeah. But I think it's four because you, you keep getting stuck on the corners on eight way. So I swapped it from eight back to four. Yeah. And got, got on a little bit better, but not yeah. a lot better. It's got one button, which is your run and also start the machine when built. It uses a dedicated PCB with two Z80s and two AY38910 sound chips, and it sounds like this. Now, we always do an implausible backstory. I've done one. So the weird long-legged pervy pink blobby thing, let's call him Pervy Trevor, has designs on your girlfriend, Meredith. Luckily, Meredith has a pair of running shoes on and she can shift like an arrow through custard. As you are too stupid to shoot him in the head with a suitable projectile or just call the police, you must break into innocent people's houses, ransack their drums and find mad parts to build a stupid contraption to shoot the said baddie. But watch out, Sean. Some of the houses are booby-trapped with bombs. Of course, you are also too stupid to drop the bomb. You must run about 109 miles to the handy bomb hole to dispose of the deadly explosives. Sean, do not put any explosives in my bomb hole. <laughs> when you have found the 752 parts of the contraption and assembled it correctly, in no time at all, you may then haphazardly find nuggets at the perv monster and get the sprinting lady. An everyday story of a normal man. It a is. normal innocent man. Now, on, on the actual game... This is what it says on the screen. Collect all parts and assemble machine from the blueprint. When complete, start the machine and use it to destroy the monster before it catches the girl. Extra life, 30,000 points. Copyright, blah, 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 Bally Midway. So, to actually play, uh, the monster at the top throws down pot plants to thwart your attempts at machine assembly. Another stupid Muppet-shaped thing messes with your assembly, wasting valuable time. If you revisit a house to pick up your parts... It will always have a bleeding bomb in it. Always. If you've gone in the mm. house before and got a part out, it'll have a bomb in it every single time. So do not go in the same place again. There is no time that you can see, but if you don't get the machine up and running quickly, the monster actually catches up and murders the girl. Yes, it's that serious. Oh, then actually, actually, it's not. A broken heart the size of you yes. lands on the screen. A yeah, broken and, heart. And you lose a life. Good so, God. This is what it says on the actual flyer. Our hero JJ follows the plans to build his machine as fast as he can. Because if the contraption is finished in time, he'll help to avoid a horrendous crime. Mean Ollie Ogre is hot on the trail. Our fair Daisy Damsel, let's hope JJ won't fail. In and out of houses he goes, finding machine parts, avoiding terrible foes. And each time he enters, he's in for a scare. There may be a bomb. He'd better beware. If time runs out, he's blown to bits, unless he can defuse it at the monster's pit. 
Along the way, he follows the maze, placing around pieces in various ways. But JJ, watch out. Sneaky Pete's out from his lair. If he starts a machine, it may need repair. If JJ outsmarts him and completes the machine, there's still another task that remains to be seen. He must aim the bells that fire the gun. To stop Wally Ogre, the game is then won. JJ saved our sweet maiden, but that's just the start. He'll now try again. He's a hero with heart. The following mazes even get a bit stranger, with mean Fuzzy Wuzzy adding more danger. But if JJ's careful, there's more fun in store, because the more points he wins, the higher your score. Yes, fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I have started a new section for this kids called OMFGY. Yes, not the right. letters Y. Why? Why? So... I'll tell everyone what it actually is. This is Sean's ang- this is Sean's angry rant, not me for a change. And I'm going to read it out verbatim and paste over the swears with daft sounds. This is what he said, kids. Why put a red bomb in the top left house, making it hard impossible to make it to the bomb pit before it explodes? Fuck. <laughs> Why have a falling plant homing on you actually bands him up the screen sometimes have a second try if it misses? <laughs> when the plant pot reaches the bottom of the screen, it will turn into an annoying twat. Racing across the bottom of the screen, who will then attempt to bounce into it if you are near. <laughs> Why have a springy <laughs> knock all your machine parts off the blueprint so you have to assemble it all again? You can stop him if you catch him in time and drag him into the bomb pit, which now become the monster pit. Double plus twat. <laughs> Why make the bomb stroke monster pit just that little bit tricky to get something in it, enough time for you to explode? <laughs> bird. <laughs> have a condescending <laughs> motherfucker. Chirping out text like, did you read the instructions? I thought you would have to get the hang of it by now. Bats. Why have an angry square blocking the way in the maze, but you can hide from him in a house, one not containing the bomb, of course, until he goes past. This ensures you run out of time before that twat at the top of the screen catches a girl. Pip flaps. Why, if and when, you manage to assemble the machine to fire the bullets at the running thing at the top, does only one out of every three shots reach the top of the screen? Sean wrote all that. I'm sorry for the swearing, kids, but that is what he's. This is what he's like. You've had. You don't understand what I got. I want to work with this. You've added all the swearing in, but I did swear a lot in it. There was a few swears, and I'm also going to edit out the fact that you 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 said all those things. (laughs) This this is fake news, Sean. It's fake news podcast. Yeah, it's just stupid. It's, It's it's a game. Let's That's not it. let's not let's not put no bones about this. We hate it. Absolutely hate it. Anyway, tips and secrets. You've put a sensible one in. Plan a route through the houses. You remember which one you've already been in and try and avoid there's always two with bombs in randomly. Mm-hmm. And I've put in there, do it much quicker than the time you've been given. And also bend time and space to make this game good. That's the yes. tip I give in this game. You've actually got a fast a run fast button, and you can theoretically there's a bomb that can appear in the top left of the of the screen, and it's a red bomb, so it it explodes quicker. Yeah, and you've so, got to run like mad to to put it in the the bomb pit. Do you know what? And, and if you've got full speed, you might be able to do it, but it, it's 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 just a it's game ridiculous. breaker. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Because when you when you press and hold the run button down, there's a little area, a little um, fuel gauge, if you like, that runs down. And when that goes all the way down, you can't run anymore. 
But every time you put a new part on the blueprint, you get a bit more time out of it. But the thing is, you can't even, you can't even morph through the screens like the tunnels on Pac-Man. You can't go through the left-hand side and come out the right, which would make the game better. Mm. If you, if you, know, if you got one on the top right you just, and the top left, you can just go down to the bottom and, and go left through the screen. But you can't even do that. You've got to go all the way through the damn thing. And after level two, there's another monster in the way who kills you on contact as well. So it's even harder if you've got the bomb on you, the red bomb on you. You're going to die. It's just, oh my god, we'll get onto that. And you've got to wait before he goes past. Like I yeah. said, you've got to or, jump in a house or something to get out of the way. Of him. But if you go in a house and there's a bomb in there, <laughs> you're dead. Oh aren't god, you? yeah. Even if you've got a part on you though. Yeah. Oh no, if you collect a part in the yeah, in yeah, the you house, can just yeah. do with it. Yeah. So the graphics and sound on this game, right? Horrible looking crap. Garish colours on a very small colour palette. Badly drawn character sprites and a pathetic looking machine you've got to build, right? It's got like a weird handle on it, a spout. Uh, it's just, it looks like a badly reproduced thing that you might see in a Monty Python, Terry Gilliam animation. And this was mm. early 80s, which is when well, Monty Python was 70s, wasn't it? But there was a lot mm. of reruns back then. They obviously got the idea from there. And I watched a YouTube video on this earlier and it was too, because it was just too painful to play through more than about two levels of this. If you do manage to get to the, to do the second level, I noticed that the person who's playing on YouTube got less points for hitting the monster at the end of the level. Is that a timed thing? Do you think the, the, the less time you got left, you get less points? Because the first one, they got 2000 and the second one, they got 1500. I don't know, but the one I watched, the guy was completing every level without getting the bombs, and I'm sure, I'm sure he like freeze freeze framed it, right, and then found out where the bombs were, right and then pl- p- played it, yeah, to avoid the bombs because they are random. Because they're random, thought, are they? Yeah, because I, I got a, like a, a crudely drawn diagram of where the bombs were. On you the actually first level. bothered to do that? Yeah, I did because I was trying to get a score. That's dedication for you, sure. And then it, they didn't. It didn't work because the second time you booted it, they were in different places. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got to remember where they are, which is not good for my memory. Also, after yeah. the second level, if you get if you get the bad guy, the second level, you get a cutscene where you you your character chases a Nazi bad guy, and as you go through the right hand side of the screen, he turns the tables on you and comes back with his pervy twin brother. Um, exactly the same as one of the cutscenes in Pac Man. Where you, you chase one of the mutton's nuts out and they chase you back. I don't even see that. Only this has got no pervs in Pac-Man. Uh, later on in the cutscene, a load more of the monsters come. So there's about 10 of them chasing you. It's just rubbish. Honestly. Oh, yes. Rubbish. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I did see it. Yeah. I didn't see it when I played the game. Oh, no, yeah. I don't even know how many points I've got after looking a minute. Believe it or not, cabinet art, they made an upright a cabaret, and a cocktail for this guff. The cabinet is the same shape as a bump and jump, but it's blue on mm. the sides. It's quite a nice look. It's quite a sloped cabinet. It's quite a nice mm, little no, cabinet. Bump and jump, yeah. I don't like the game bump and jump. I quite like the cabinet. But what I would definitely do for this game is rip all the bits off of it that had anything to do with Blueprint on there and the game board, throw them in the trash, and just make a better game with a nice mm. cab. Even bump and jump's better than I hate bump and jump. <laughs> I have never I, seen one of these cabinets ever. I'm not even sure if they've got one at Galloping Ghost, but I wouldn't have been looking for it. Um, it's a UK thing, isn't it? It is a UK thing. Yeah, but it came out of Bally Midway, took it on. So they obviously released mm. it in America. I, I never saw it in the UK ever, ever. 
Um, no, I expect job. when they made these, they went off the production line straight into wood chipper. You'd hope so. Just here, yeah, we finished the game. <laughs> There's the next part of it there. <laughs> Dead. Kill it. Yeah. Um, uh, the trivia, there is a bit of trivia. Uh, one of the shittest games Bally ever made. Apart from <laughs> Tron and Gorf, of course. Oh, you can't say that. Yes, I can, and I mean it. Awful oh. games. Yeah, we like, ba- like Gorf when we played it. No, I didn't. We haven't, done, we haven't done Tron, have we? Have we done We're Tron? never going to do Tron because it's an we awful game. Tron. We haven't done Tron. Let's do Tron. Absolutely not. Okay. No chance. You can do it when I'm gone. Scores. Um, Hardly, hardly anyone's played the game because it is... Terrible. Let's do the score, Sean. At the bottom, Sal Buglarissi, who usually likes the janky games. Sal got 6,150. I played this one, got very disgruntled, and never played it again. Sal's gruntle is gone. He's disgruntled. Dist is gruntle. Zestora got 7,200. Evoga, 12,450. Aid Skyway, who... Is usually always. really good up the, up always, the points normally. Always gets a massive score, even he's put 14,300. But this game reminds me of going to Boots in the 80s with my pocket money to buy a Spectrum game, realising I couldn't afford a decent one, and so picking a random budget game and then getting home and feeling like crying into my Cocoa Pops when it was so bad. Yeah, absolutely. It does remind is, me of a budget 8-bit game. It does, doesn't it? Mark Watno Gravy, he got 14,850, and he says, nope, nope, nope. Stupid monster, stupid plant pot, stupid red bombs, make it stop. <laughs> Adam Flint, 15,950. Traverse around a single screen, avoiding enemies gathering components of a machine that will complete the level once constructed. Do I detect the DNA of Jetpack here? No, you do not. No. Because Jetpack is a reasonable game, if simple, made by the same people. And probably using the same colours. Old Man Steve got 16,750. I... I haven't got my machine on at the moment, but I got 16,000 and something, which is, I, I think, got halfway through the second level. That's all I'm, I did. I'm going to put 16,001 for your score. Okay. <laughs> I got 17,200, which is as much as I could muster, I'm afraid. Let's give you a... Have you got that resonant ping? Have you lost it? No, I've got it, but no, this I... game is not getting a resonant ping. Oh, no. Absolutely. We should have a little farty noise to make for a real bummer of a one. There. Uh, Mr. Messi got 17,900. Blueprint. Steal stuff from the houses in a tiny village to build an A-team style auto cabbage firing thingamajig. Say the sexy lady from the pervy beetroot, but watch out for the game-breaking red bombs and pot plants that make this game too frustrating to bother with. Yeah, they, they, bump, they bounce up and get you. Stupid bounce. It's... Oh... J-Ping Barber, we're in the points now. We've got 18,000. Blueprint should be called Putint. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Retro Rex, 19,800 points. Eastwood, 71. Five, five, he's in five points, 22,350. Grey Bags, 25,400. Pilbo, seven points, 25,900. Rygar, 26,100. And he says, Blueprint, seriously, Somehow, somewhere, I've played this before. Kind of wish I hadn't. That moonwalking Macarena-themed monstrosity isn't worth of a place on your podcast. Let's have a shooter next. Have you checked out Taito's Tokyo yet? Yes, we yeah. have, and we're not playing it. That's <laughs> <laughs> told him. In second place is, a, is he is Jimmy with nine points. He's really like this. Just a minute. We know Jimmy. Jimmy, why? Why were you playing it? 
fifty-eight thousand six hundred and fifty points. That's madness. That. Everything about Blueprint suggests it's a dud. Badly yes. drawn graphics, random unfairness. Yes. Simple gameplay. Yes. But I really liked it and kept dropping in the ten p's. There is a fair bit of strategy involved, like go and have a cup of tea or something. Yeah. And I really like the memory memory test element. Uh, G- Jimmy also thought that. The Macarena, they used this tune that the Macarena song. Really? It's just copied. awful. It just Macar- sounds horrible. Macarena copied it 20 years, 15 years later. I but don't it's, it's think just, so. It's just a coincidence. And, and number 10, no, hang on, number Ten one. 10 points, number one is Mr. Berserker. 66,150. And I think he hates us so much for making him play this game, he hasn't even commented. He's not talking to us it, anymore. We're dead to him. He has. He's put loads of comments and I haven't put one in. Yeah. He <laughs> really did enjoy it and he said something about some things that you were good about the get. game. You lie get. Nobody did, he enjoyed did. this game. Jimmy's lying. Jimmy's under the influence. He really likes it. He's been it. having some, I think he's been having some hallucinogenic love drugs when he was playing it. There's no he's, way anyone enjoyed this game. No he way. Said, he says he's done with it now, but no. he's, he's, he's glad he sort of slogged through it. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not having put, it. I'm editing that out. No. I did put a comment in there. It's gone. I think I'm going to press the delete button. So, ports and sequels. For the sequels, uh, God, no. That's all we've put here. God, no. Uh, <laughs> ports, they've got, there was a few ports. The 2600, the 5200, and the Commodore 64. God. And just so everyone can suffer, because I had to listen to this, this is the 2600 version of it. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. I hope all the listeners' ears are bleeding now. Ugh. Honestly. Changes or improvements. I've put, oh, God. How many, where do we start? Where do we end? I've put, just start again. Bin it. Get the blueprint idea and do something good with it. Because it is a quite a good idea, building building a machine at the bottom yeah, of the screen. Yeah, it's just... I've put, like, a decent maze game where you grab the bits and dump them somewhere to make a contraption to do a second level, perhaps like chase the monster in the vehicle while shooting at him. But the, the maze needs to be where you can only travel in the maze, like like Pac-Man or Ladybug or whatever. So here's my thing, right, on mm. the whole Zillick Ultimate Rare company. And mm. it's a really unpopular opinion. I'm going for it. <laughs> I do not like most of their games. In the early 80s, they did some arcade games, right? Obviously Blueprint... There's a game called Graspin, as in grasping for things, Dingo and Saturn. As we now know, Blueprint is a massive dud, awful. Graspin is a reasonable game. I had a quick go over it earlier, with ideas obviously ripped off from Dorodon and Ladybug, where you got movable gates. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dingo is a very simple collect and throw stuff at enemies kind of game. It looks like it's been made on the spectrum. It really does. Mm. Uh, and Saturn is a janky as hell shooter. It's really bad. It looks like a 70s game with colour. <laughs> yeah. um, they were really scared of using more than eight colours back then, these guys. Most of those games used the janky cyan, magenta, 
black and white CJ type color palette, you know, from those early computer monitors, those yeah, early PC early monitors. Early PC games, yeah. Yeah. As most of the listeners will know, they went on to form Ultimate Play the Game after ACG. Uh, and Spectrum and Commodore 64 fans usually laud them as the best game creators ever. But a lot of their games, for me, were unfair and unplayable, or just very simple. I mean, Jetpack was a pretty good game, but it's no drop zone that came a few years later on the same kind of machines. Jetpack was even released on the 8K VIC-20. It's that simple a game. Their 2D Attic Attack and Sable Wolf games were incredibly unfair. And so was the 3D stuff that came a bit later on. I loved a tick attack. It was, but it was, it was it's just too difficult because you, there's always things thrown around at you. A lot of those games of that era, I remember Pajama Rama, a micro gen game on a spectrum. It was a good game and also spellbound, those kind of sort of searching around, getting stuff, doing things kind of puzzle games. Mm. They were really good, but it was just everything was being thrown at you all the time. You'd lose energy every single second if you didn't move. There was no no thinking time. You always had to move around. And these games were exactly the same. Attic Attack was good, good, but it was just too difficult. There's too many things hitting you all the time. You couldn't move for anything trying to hit you and kill you. It was just too mm. busy. You had that, was it like a, a chicken or something that was your energy bar? And as it went down, you could see the bones of the chicken. That was that was Pajama Rama, yeah, the microgen game. I think it was a tick attack as well, weren't it? I don't know. I'm not sure. But yeah, same similar mm. kind of thing on Spectrum. Sean is correct. Attic attack had a chicken. Pajama Rama had a glass of milk that depleted. So I, I think that those 3D games, you know, like the, um, the Night Law and Gunfright and stuff like that. They're more like a tech demo for Spectrums because they were, they were black and white, but they were isometric and they were quite mm-hmm. smooth games. But it was the same again. They were too difficult. Do you know of anyone back in the day who completed an ultimate game without cheat pokes? So we used to put these things in, in Spectrum and Commodore 64 called pokes. You put a small program in which peaked and poked memory addresses and changed values in the game to give you ultimate in, uh, infinite lives or invulnerability or whatever. I didn't know anyone who finished an ultimate game. Not one person. Because they, they were so difficult. It just, it was just unfair. So I kind of missed the next stage of when they became rare and the Ned stuff came out. I never liked Battletoads and all that sort of stuff they had. And then came my most hated games, the so-called Donkey Kong Country games. <laughs> now it was a sacrilege in my book, right? They've got nothing to do with Donkey Kong. I think the only reason they got the Donkey Kong license is because they were working mainly with Nintendo. So how dare they change Donkey Kong? The gameplay of a Donkey Kong game is nothing like Donkey Kong Country. Nothing like it. Yeah, but it levelled it up, didn't it? It made it no. introduced new characters, Diddy Kong. And- oh, oh, God, I want to crush him. <laughs> Diddy Kong I mean- reminds me of Scrappy-Doo. I, I just remember- want to kick him in the head. Get getting a hire. We used to hire cartridges from a from a place down the street. Yeah, all the, all the video shops did, didn't they? Yeah, and I put Donkey Kong Country in, and I was amazed by I the hated graphics. It. I hated graphics, those pre rendered graphics. Absolutely, oh, they hate were them. amazing. Mine's in Mortal Kombat, and I hate that. So getting on, getting onto that right, and the animation was so smooth, and the gameplay. Just, the all, gameplay was awful. Were Who brilliant. wants to collect bananas? Rubbish. Absolute tosh. Brilliant. The 16-bit stuff wasn't actually <laughs> my most hated games. The next gen was Killer Instinct. It's just fighting Mortal Kombat ripoff. It's a ripoff of Mortal Kombat. It really is. And it had those pre-rendered graphics on again, which I hate. And that horrible kind of janky animation that Mortal Kombat did. I never liked that either. Mm. And then Banjo Kazooie. 
crappy 3D platform game. Mario 64 is way better. I can hear people, <laughs> I can hear people lining up at my door to fight me right now. And also, have you ever played Conker's Bad Fur Day? No, I haven't. I, I knew there's a lot of hype around the game, right? Cause it, it's basically childishly pathetic, naughty game that was pandering for sniggering teenagers. There's rude bits in it and there's, there's fart jokes and that sort of stuff. But I tried to actually play the game because um, my wife said, oh, I used to play that game when I was a kid. And it, obviously the cartridge nowadays is worth a fortune. But I actually tried, I think I played it on my EverDrive. I got the ROM of it. And the game's almost unplayable because it's all cutscenes. You get into the game, so oh, I'm going to go and collect that and do that. And it's another cutscene, another cutscene with swearing farts in it and stuff. I'm like, this is pathetic. I just... Every time you get into the game, you you have to stop for cutscenes, and I don't think you could run through them either. Absolutely awful. I never played um, GoldenEye. I was never into any kind of multi multi game multiplayer games, and uh, no, all the no, other one, the, the sequel to whatever that was called. So, if you think my opinion of Rare is not to your liking, you should you should hear me bang on about Llama Soft. Oh, I love Llama. Some of this, some of the incredible. What got, I did interview Jeff Minter a long time ago, but it never made it out. Good. And I was talking to him about these different shooting mechanics. Like he had laser zone where you could where you could control a vertical and a horizontal. I know ship it well. With one ship, I know it well. Metagalactic llamas where you Battle could lower the edge of time. That's a great, and you could lower the roof to ricochet bullets off the roof of the. Yeah, that's, that's genius. The, Battleix, the, where you could you could go upside down and sort of, sort of do a 90 degree turn and then land on a wall and you could throw these weird banana stuffs. That was great. Yeah, but you're talking about a lot of games that were just ripped off from the arcade. Well, they were, they were yeah, arcade they were. style. They were. Metaglam- Metagalactic llamas weren't. Isn't that basically a Defender clone? Victor was thinking about Andy's attack. Attack of the Mutant Camels is a Defender clone. No. Andy's attack on the Vic-20, Defender clone. Matrix and Laser Zone centipede clones. Yeah, they, they they're all clones, it, mate. Honestly, I don't. The only thing I think <laughs> that Glamasoft ever did that was original was the the music making things like the psychedelia stuff. Yeah, Hover, I, Hover. I can't I can't think of an original game that he made that Hover, wasn't Hover, in the that arcade. Was, that was original. Were you mowing a lawn? Yeah, isn't that is that a maze game where you colour in stuff? Not really. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah so I, I, I don't know there's many original games that he made but I mean on the Vic 20 and Commodore 64 I absolutely loved the games but when you look at them not original they have original areas in there and bits and bobs he did that was slightly different but just take them to the arcade and he, oh, did, really? he did the Tempest games as well the, the, the hyped up Tempest games later on Re- Revenge of the Mutant Camels where you, there was like was it 40 odd levels and each level was a different enemy and you had to try and battle through to get these enemies Can't and that, that was that was really that, that you had you going back for more because you wanted to see all the enemies if you tell me what arcade game it's ripped off from I can probably tell you if I've played it or not no it's an original thing mm, was it are you sure it it does like arcade gameplay, but he he altered stuff, didn't he? He altered stuff. Yeah. Ripped it, <laughs> ripped it off, I like to call it. Not great. Uh, anyway. Sean, Sean, did you annoy, get annoyed or enjoy, you enjoyed this game because you picked it, right? 
I didn't pick it. Check, yeah. check, 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 number check, one. check your body. Ooh. Check podcast 193, kids, and see you in the next show's game. Is I've deleted a, it. Annoy. Oh my God, this is effing awful. So unfair and terribly designed. Rarely have I played a game that has made me this angry. A travesty of a game. Uh, a game. Utter dog poo. It is the worst game I think we've ever picked. Ever. Mm, uh, I'm not sure if it's the worst game we've ever picked. It's the worst game play. Because some of the games we've played before are just boring or just badly mm. made. I mean... The worst, the worst ones we played are Peter Pat Rat, where the gameplay is just boring. The other one was that one you picked that was basically a SNES game, a SNES budget game put into an arcade machine. Super, Super Trio. Tri- that was yeah. bad because it was just had bugs in it and it crashed and stuff. Yeah, I didn't know and that. And there way. was stuff like, uh, what was that weird planet game I picked? Lazarian. Lazarian, which is just that, janky. That was terrible. It, Peter it was, Pat Rat, actually, the first level plays all right. It, no, it, it, lures, no, it lures you in. I would stamp on a pack rat. And I, and I love animals, but Peter Pat would get stamped on. Mm. Yeah, I'd feed him to a cat. So, yeah, this game is just annoy. Annoy. Mm. Just incredibly fiddly and unfair, which equals a non-fun game. And that is the numero uno directive of a game, especially when you're playing for, paying for it in the arcade. Mm. No, absolutely not. Um, do you ever hear of anyone talking about this in a nice way? You know, when, when people talk about games like ballet games, you think of Tron and uh, Spy Hunter and Gorf and things like that. And obviously Pac-Man, they, they did that sort of stuff. And I've never heard of anyone talking about Blueprint, ever. It's mm. just a really oddball game. I don't know why they brought it out. It's just really weird. And it's just just bad. Surely they played this and went, well, it's the same thing over and over again and it's difficult and it's not very much fun and people are going to get annoyed with it and not play it it's unfair as well yeah it's really unfair you don't even you don't even get a timer because I think the monster at the top gets closer and closer to the gun until he actually touches it and you lose and as well as doing the game very quickly if you get a bomb it just messes you up and that, that bouncy idiot comes and messes you up it's just horrible it's just a horrible game it's a waste mm. of time. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I, I, you only picked this because you'd seen it before and thought, "Oh, <laughs> we should play this." You do realise I'm never going to admit to it ever, <laughs> right? I'm just going to gaslight you until you admit it. Yeah, very, very bad. Um, but I think now and again, it is important. I'm trying to get out of it to pick a game <laughs> which we can pick apart and and criticise. Yeah, it was terrible, absolutely oh, awful. Can't believe this oh, even came out. I'm glad we only had three weeks and not four to play it. Oh god, I wouldn't have played it any longer. I would have found another game to play. If you want unusual maze games, uh, try some others from the Ten Pence uh, Arcade Podcast archives: Ali Bar and the Forty Thieves, Guzzler, Tinkle Pit, Ladybug, and in my what I've added to this as well. That was Sean's uh, comments. I'd say any maze game but this one. Lock and Chase, Ladybug, any of the speed-up Pac-Man games. There's tons of them out there. This is just... It's a maze game that isn't a maze game, and it's just rubbish. Absolute nonsense. It is. I think it's the worst game we've ever played. I really do. 
Yeah, because it's not just not a very good game or a bit boring or whatever. It's difficult. It's boring. It looks horrible. It sounds horrible. And we didn't even mention, I think we forgot to mention, when you get killed, it says stupid little comments to you like, I thought you'd read the instructions. I thought you were getting the hang of this. No, you mm. game shit. <laughs> I've, I've put that, yeah, in my, in my rant. Yeah. It's Condescend, just, condescending as well as I crap. know. It's not even funny. It's not, ha ha, you die. It's just rubbish. And it's by, it's by the people who made the game. They should realise it was dung for a start. Mm. Mm. But they did go on to better things. Mm, no. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> right, let's have a look at this. This is the final show of... The final 20... countdown. <laughs> Sorry about yeah, that. I do, we we shouldn't do Europe, no. Every guitar sound sounds like a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The 10 pence... League final standings for 2023. I'm not going to let you read all these out because there's far too many of them. But no, I'm just going to say for the third year running, it's Rygar. Yes, his way. Aid Skyway could have possibly bought it, uh, caught him. Yeah, but this up. game ruined it for him. Sorry about that, Aid. Yeah. So in ten pence fashion, Rygar's already got a t-shirt. Hopefully, yeah. So I'm going to send a t-shirt for the best behind. Rygar, it was the, the the best behind Charlie Farr for f- three or four years. Yeah, this is the third year he's run it, won it. So, Aid Skyway, sir, you are going to get a ten pence T-shirt if you DM me on Twitter your address. Yeah, I'll get I'll get one sent over to you. And on the so back yet- print, it's going to say Sean says sorry about blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pay extra to have that put on there for him. <laughs> so yeah, right, Rygar, ninety-six points far Well away done, Rygar. Aid Skyway we, we can leave this in the in the on the website. Aid Skyway got eighty. Mr. Berserker third with fifty-seven. I'm seventh, I think. Doesn't matter about all the rest. I'm like twentieth seventeen 36. points. So I've I've always I've come second behind Charlie Farr and second behind Rygar. Well give I've yourself ne- a big bun. I've never come first, you know, on, in our league thing. So I'm going to try next year. Yeah. But I'm going to, got to go pick good games I'm good at, like shoot 'em ups. Anyway, yeah. So me, me, JP, and Eastwood, uh, Adam Flint, yeah, they're all on there. No, so no, well, no. Get on with it. Well done, kids, and well done to Rygar for his third consecutive winning. Well, shall we call him Charlie Fargar? Oh. Is that Rye? We're just making noises now. Anyway, from me, from everyone who's been playing along with us, sincerely, thanks for playing along with us. Uh, it's been really good. And we, we hoped you liked most of the games. Mm. And if you didn't like them, we hoped you liked taking the mickey out of them. Because we do. Mm. Next show's game. And seeing as you pick that terrible one, we need to pick a really good one for next time. I mean, sorry, you need to pick a really good one for next time because of your terrible error of judgment <laughs> with Blueprint. Yes. So how come it's my pick this time then? I'm going to die pick. on this Blueprint hill. <laughs> so we've got, to, we've got to come back with a good one. So Yes, went, you have, went, Sean. Yes, went, you have. I went through, you know, we did a, or maybe four or five years ago, we did a top 50. Yes. And when we, when we asked yeah, the I list... Think- we asked the Outrun listeners. Outrun one, didn't it? Overall, yeah. yeah. But Burger Time was in it, and we never chose Burger Time. Mm. And some th- some things we didn't choose. Like, I like yeah, burgers. I like time. Sim. So we're going to do Burger Time, kids. I've never been a fan. I'm going to make myself like it and try and get a good score. 
I've so never been a fan either, but when you watch someone who's really good at it playing it, it looks quite exciting to play. There's certain gets, ways of getting good scores on it. Hmm. There's a good um, rating on Sidekick. I think it's 7.5 or something, and loads of people have voted, mm-hmm. so that's good. Anyway, the game is Burger Time. It's dated at East 1982. The rum is B-Time, B-T-I-M-E. All are default settings, three lies, bonus life at 20,000, enemies four, end of level pepper. Yes, please. Oh, yes, please. And they are the default settings on your on your vehicle of choice, should yes. be. Yes. Uh, submit your score. Arcade ROMs only, please. No scores from console or computer compilations, or they may be different. Evercade is okay, apparently. Uh, Twitter is at Tempe... Sorry, is hashtag Tempe score. Psychic app in the 10 pence club section. You can email to the site, which is vertvic at 10 Facebook has a comment on the podcast post, or go on UK VAC. And the deadline for score submissions is Monday, 15th of January, 2024. Ooh. Uh... 1700 hours UK time, please. At which the podcast will be 10 years old, 10 years and 12 days old, apparently. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh my goodness, it's time to stop. It's been 10 years, I think it's nine years and two months for me. Yeah, sorry about that, kids. Sorry, I I just have to apologize to everyone (laughs) for banging on your ears for 10 a decade of this guff. That's a, that's an achievement. Not not many gaming podcasts last that long. Well, quite a few actually, but <laughs> yeah, all, yeah, all of them except this oh, one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay. Anything else to say, Sean? Apart from apologies for this game again? Was I just go and listen to? <laughs> no, don't. It's <laughs> deleted, so you can't nine, prove anything. My lord, and see who picked blueprint. Guilty. Send him down. <laughs> thank you for listening kids have a good Christmas and we'll see you next year for a new league and some new fun and frolics yes uh, uh, thank you kids for listening and we'll see you again uh, this is me Sean sorry for po- podcasting my blueprint it's all my fault <laughs> well I'm glad you admitted it Sean after it all was that. that you did you did some shruggy shoulder thing as well <laughs> bye bye you can download or play the podcast read all the show notes leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 